Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? Happy to be here, Shay. A lovely topic for this episode. Definitely is going to be a, a favorite of mine. I mean, I think we're just on like a kind of a kick of uh, Henry mm-hmm. content because today we're remastering a third party favorite, a Henry favorite, Gibraltar. The G7 last episode, Gibraltar this episode. This is this is the season of Henry as of now. Uh, but before we kind of at least in our bubble, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good clarification. Before we kind of dive into Gibraltar though and get into remastering him, we want to make sure you have an opportunity to join us on Discord to ask questions for the podcast, chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third party updates. Uh, ask your questions. We're going to do a pretty big mailbag in about a week from Saturday as of now. I'm trying to think of the dates. We're doing some odd recording schedules right now. It's vacationing, but we got a big one coming up, so that'll be a ton of fun. We're going to pull a ton of questions from there, so get them in. Please give us a follow on Twitter, though, also at Kirk Rudochet and at HB Burson. Links in the description from fun insights on how we spell hemlock to our opinions on things in the Call of Duty League. You can always get the latest and greatest from Henry and Shay on Twitter. That's right. The podcast is slow. You know, we, we come out with episodes twice a week, but if you want our daily thoughts, Twitter is the place to go. Um, if you are a fan of Discord or like the idea of being able to interact with other third partiers, there is a secret Discord and it's for patrons only. So if you want to be in a pretty exclusive chat where Shay and I are often engaging, Join our Patreon. Links to that's in the description. You can just sync your current Discord account with Patreon. You'll get access to that channel. And it's a pretty cool place to be. You'll get a fancy role and definitely more access to us and big fans of Apex and the third party podcast. It's truly a great community in there. And like you said, always the first place we go and check. Let's go right into it though. The heart of the show, remastering Gibraltar. Um I'll let you kind of give a little intro on your guy. Is it Gibby or Jibby, Henry? Give the clarification yeah, for the long time. I knew that would come things, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gibby or Jibby. You know, you, you look at how it's spelled. You think about how the full name is said, and you might want to lean towards Jibby, but uh, it's Gibby. Mm-hmm. We can kind of settle that right now, that uh, Gibby is the short form, form of Gibraltar. Um, full name is going to be Makoa. Gibraltar. So this is one of the the rare cases where we kind of know Gibraltar's name based off of his in-game name. Mm -hmm. He's also 30 years old, which uh, I think most people would assume he might be a little bit older because he kind of takes on that paternal role Mm -hmm. in the lore. But uh, he's not too old. He's definitely uh, still got a lot of energy left in him. Homeworld of Solus. And then his tagline is going to be the Shielded Fortress. And that couldn't be more accurate. Uh, Gibraltar definitely fills that role of a tank, which we'll get into. It's such an interesting thing. Just real quick on the age. I haven't thought about this. Do we know, is the age being updated as the game continues to go? Or has Gibraltar been 30 in lore for the last three years of our lives? Because I'm 
it's weird the ages have not been updated um yeah to my knowledge they haven't been updated in lore we also don't really know how much time has passed um in the apex titanfall universe um since the game released so it's hard to tell maybe it's been a few months maybe it's been a decade uh it's really hard to know but i think if we want apex to be a a 10-year game we definitely don't want Gibraltar to age too much. So I'm okay with uh, keeping the guy around, keeping him 30 forever. Oh, no. I think he'll still be... He could be in good shape when he's 40. He seems to be working out a ton. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Oh, man. Okay. We're going to... As we do on Mastering Legends, we kind of give the in-depth guide on the abilities, maybe how you play the legend, arenas, team comps, the full nine. Remastering is obviously an extension of that. The ones we did so long ago when the episode first started, things have changed, or we kind of just want to give a fresh look to these characters again. Hence, Gibraltar coming up again. And we're going to start it off with the passive of Gun Shield. So the Gun Shield passive, when you aim down sights, you deploy a Gun Shield that blocks incoming fire. I'm going to kind of give some of the like basic numbers background info on how this works and then i'll let the gibraltar main and master himself come in and uh, take the tips for this one so your gun shield has 50 health when you deploy it generally protects your upper body from incoming fire if broken it has a nine second cooldown before regenerating uh, and one of kind of the fun things uh, through researching because i haven't played tons of gibraltar so i wasn't super familiar with this but the health of the energy shield can actually be seen on both the left and right sides while aiming down sights and you also get a cooldown meter that can be seen refilling the one to eight bars of the energy meter cool little uh, ui thing i'm a fan i had to check it out for myself uh other stuff, any excess damage inflicted when destroying the shield will be transferred over to Gibraltar himself. No more taking in one Kraber shot and uh, absorbing it entirely. The Gibraltar can choose to toggle the gun shield on and off. It does also, as of now, deflect arc stars. And a Maggie ult as well can be countered, which is an interesting thing we'll talk about later. It's an interesting kind of back and forth with the ultimate being able to destroy the tactical, but the passive does defend it and so you bounce this thing away it goes way over your head henry and i kind of played around within the firing range i'll let you kind of give the tips on that one i'm not exactly sure if we want to say this is a hundred percent like a use case that you can count on but a really cool kind of just back and forth between these legends generally with this chess match now um totally and then, yeah, last but not least, uh, Gibraltar, one of the big boys, uh, comes in with Fortified, so takes 15% less damage for every attack, uh, except headshots. As the gun shield as a whole, what are some maybe tips for how you can utilize this to be the best Gibraltar out there? Yeah, first things first, I'll talk a little bit about the name of this passive. So it's the gun shield, but most people refer to it as an arm shield. It's not really on the gun it's on his arm he has the shield um what's odd is to this day in the menus in the legend description it's called a gun shield but when you are aiming down sights and you see the ability to toggle Mm -hmm. this passive on or off it says arm shield so in apex both are completely acceptable uh which is pretty odd that we have one ability that really has two official names in game, one being better than another. But (laughs) 
In terms of mastering this passive, um, number one, be mindful of your size. And this is kind of pertinent to that idea of the fortified. Not only will you be taking less damage, but you're also not going to be slowed by any bullets. Uh, this is really important because, because Gibraltar is so large, if you are going to be running in the open without a dome shield, you are at a major risk. And in game, what this comes down to is if you have two you know, aggressive teammates and they leave you behind and you've already had to use that tactical, you need to stay behind cover. It is really, really dangerous for Gibraltar to go out without you know, aiming down sights, having to either turn or run perpendicular to an enemy without any cover or team mobility. Ultimate, it's really scary. So being mindful of that is going to make you live longer and probably plan ahead to where are you and how can you rotate or move ahead of when you might need to. The second tip is going to be ADS or aim down sights constantly and early in a fight. You want to be aiming at enemies before they pop their head out so that you can be fully ready to go with the arm shield charged and you're looking right at them. Um, if you're not and you're kind of moving around a lot, this is going to cause you to not take full advantage of the gun shield and take unprotected hits without the passive. To add on to that, avoid hip firing entirely. Gibraltar is easier to down while jumping around than he is crouched with a gun shield up. Um, this is extremely unnatural for many, many players. I'd say most players are used to hip firing, jumping, sliding, strafing. Gibraltar is at his peak power, just crouched at making himself as small as possible, aiming down sights, not moving. Like because he's so large, even moving left to right, although I still recommend you strafe while crouched, if someone is shooting at you, if you move, you know, two feet to the left or two feet to the right, they're still going to hit you. Mm -hmm. That's how large you are. So you either need to be extremely exaggerated with your movement or don't move at all and just focus on using the passive. And if you don't have the passive, if it has been broken, if you're silenced, you cannot fight. I think a lot of people think, oh, fortified will save me. <laughs> no. If you took away Gibraltar's arm shield, he would be almost useless in fights because he's so easy to hit. So if you can't maximize the passive or you don't have it, you pretty much shouldn't play him or you shouldn't fight as him. So take the nine seconds, wait for it to recharge, wait for the silence to wear off, and then re-engage. Now, if you have the arm shield, Gibraltar is going to thrive up close and indoors. Being the first one in your team into a fight is key to maximizing that advantage just because you're then able to tank that upfront damage, which if you're the first one in, that's going to trigger reloads, which gives your teammates way more of an opportunity to get knocks. Now, along with being amazing in 1v1 close range fights, Gibraltar is also one of the best, if not the single best, 
at long-range engagements or poke fights because of his gun shield. The key to mastering Gibraltar and his passive, which is one of the strongest in the game, is leaning into that tank kit and throwing your additional HP at the enemy with precision. It is better, again, to hold still, focus your shot in order to get a knock when you have about 50 more hit points than enemies up close than it is for you to run and jump missing all your shots. Now, if you take into account the fortified, having 15% more hit points with, say, 200 shields, you have purple armor, that's an additional 30 hit points. So if you're tanking with the gun shield and fortified, you have 80 more health than enemies with purple. The question then becomes, is that fair? Is Gibraltar broken because he can almost have 100 more hit points than anybody else? Well, I love Gibraltar, <laughs> so I definitely play somebody who's powerful. I won't deny that there's a lot of power packed into this passive, but he is twice as large as the average legend. Mm -hmm. Massive. It is really difficult to um, either adjust to his size or to fully appreciate his size when you don't main him. You... A lot of players think that Gibraltar is slow to play because of the size, but it's more so that moving just doesn't help you very much, and you have to take that into account. So up close, like very, very close range, when you're aiming down sights, that's when Gibraltar is at his most powerful in terms of his ratio of hit points to how much damage he can put out. But at long range, you are a massive target. Mm -hmm. You're definitely going to be taking the most hits out of your team at medium to long range. And so using this passive up close is kind of how you counter that. Mm -hmm. So is it fair? I do think having Fortified and the Gun Shield is fair for Gibraltar, given his size, yeah. um, just because it's so easy to hit anything. Well, I mean, you got to think about it like this as well. The Gun Shield is his passive. I'm not a fan of when people in their frustration, say, you have fortified and the gun shield, that's unfair. And it's like, well, there's other fortified legends in the game. Like, Caustic also takes 15% less, but he doesn't, or 15% more, but he doesn't have the gun shield. So he's just kind of at an even larger disadvantage. So there's meant to be, you know, power in this, essentially. Uh, so I definitely think it's, it's meant to be balanced with fortified, and the passive is meant to be a bonus. That is why it's his ability. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that say it's incredibly frustrating to go up against. And yeah, like you even highlighted, there's moments indoors where you can really maximize this and uh, do a lot of really good stuff for your team. But you've died a handful of times trying to run away from a team that's poking us down when we're uh, rotating. So it doesn't come without its risks, that's for sure. Let's keep it rolling. Let's talk tactical. The Dome of Protection coming in with a 30-second cooldown. Having a true cooldown, though, of 42 seconds, something Gibraltar does kind of suffer from. True cooldown being the third-party number of how long once you activate the ability before you actually have the opportunity to activate it again. So it takes into account how the when the cooldown starts, essentially. Is it once the abilities are used or once the ability is ended i guess um how this works though you throw a large disc which upon landing projects a dome shield around it that blocks incoming and outcoming damage 
uh, with no obviously hit point limit like some of the other new legends we've had come into the game. In terms of some basic information on this, the dome has a radius of 6 meters. It lasts for 12 seconds. The dome shield stops all incoming and outgoing bullets and projectiles while still allowing your players to move through it. Uh, Gibraltar does revive allies 33% faster while inside his dome, so that drops revive down from 6 seconds to 4.5 seconds. Also gets a unique animation, which is one of my favorite things in the game, unique revives. Uh, the dome can be destroyed by Crypto's drone and now Mad Maggie's Wrecking Ball. And then kind of another fun UI, you got the friendly Gibraltar domes being blue, enemies being a bit more orange, same as the gun shield on his arm as well. This is obviously the, I think, maybe big ability in his kit in terms of why a lot of people play Gibraltar. So walk us through how you can maximize it the most and some of the fun stuff you get with uh, using at its best. Yeah, it's definitely the big reason people play Gibraltar, if they do. Um, it's also an ability that's been hit a lot uh, from different directions, buffs and nerfs, most recently nerfs uh, throughout the last year and a half. Um, but another kind of either high-level tip or little-known fact about this tactical is that the dome shield blocks the line of sight between Watson's perimeter security or her fences, the nodes, and Crypto's Neuralink. This is a massive tip for countering Watson. If a Watson has a door fenced up, placing the dome shield on your side of the door so that it intersects or bisects the fence will deactivate it. This means you can, without firing a shot, without destroying a door, you can put down this tactical and instantly counter a Watson fence and just cruise straight through. This is something that has punished us a lot mm -hmm. in our life of playing Watson, but as a Gibraltar, this is something to definitely have in your back pocket to catch Watsons off guard when they're using fences to protect their doors mm -hmm. and they're not all three looking at the door. Yeah. You can get a really easy 2-3v1 and win a fight against a very, very defensive position. And generally an indoor fight shouldn't last longer than 12 seconds either. So obviously if you use this as your enter and you don't finish a team or you don't do big damage within that 12 seconds, you're going to really suffer. You'll be trapped in with bots and fences and stuff around you. So knowing you need to take that fight quickly is key, but yeah, you hinted at it. We've been punished. Uh, quite regularly when we've gone down the Watson yeah. route because of this. So it's a little too bad. I'm just glad we've moved on from the legends don't counter each other kind of thing. <laughs> like, I think it's great that we have legends that counter each other. Uh, and I haven't yeah. heard a developer in a long time say that they don't. And the Watson change, the Maggie change, I like this stuff now. <laughs> For sure. But to more holistically master uh, Gibraltar's tactical, it's all about timing and placement. It's everything. And honestly, in difficult situations, that timing and maybe even restraint is more important than anything because of how valuable this tactical is. And really why it is valuable is it's versatile, so you can use it in a lot of situations, but it also has unlimited hit points. So it's versatile and it's incredibly strong. So it's going to be top tier. You can use it to 
push enemies to kind of give you some cover to run behind. You can use it to cover a retreat. You can use it to recover. You can use it to fend off a third party after a fight. You can use it to play edge or rotate. You can even use it to heal or even pop an entire Phoenix kit. That's how long it lasts. Prioritizing in what scenario you're going to use it or save it for is what separates the great Gibraltars from the rest. Being as restrictive as possible and when you use it is really important because it's, again, like Shay said, going to be 42 seconds before you can use it again. And in the old days of Apex, the bubble was one of the best counters for defensive bombardments, mm-hmm. which were kind of plaguing endgames. So you wanted to hold on to this bubble as long as possible to protect yourself from that, wasting your bubble in a ring five, ring six, pretty much meant you were going to lose the game. We still see that more and more because of grenades and fuse, but really, it's about deciding in which situation are we going to need this. Do you want to wait until you've taken damage, or do you want to use this very aggressively to catch an enemy off guard? And really, in summary, it's a pretty simple ability to grasp. The interface is very intuitive. Mm -hmm. You just throw down a dome shield. It'll last for 12 seconds. It's 360, top, bottom. Easy to understand. Where it becomes difficult is that decision-making in the end games, which is just vital to winning. Yeah. It's a strong ability, though. How do you feel as the Gibraltar main? Where do you settle on the... Let's use this ability to push bubble fights. Like, let's put this thing down and have combat around it. Are you on the pro camp of doing that? Are you on the not so much a fan of that? Where do you kind of stand with it? And I think you're probably will say the right, like, you'll probably say there's time and place, and that plays into the versatility as well. But just overall, what are kind of your thoughts on that? Because I know it's a big topic with Gibraltar. It is. I mean, I definitely will say it depends. I'm not going to be the first one into the fight saying we're going to initiate with this ability. If there's a situation where enemy has high ground and you feel like you can't approach them at all without it, then yes. And also, if they have long range, if they're poking you with charge rifles, G7s, in order to stop that, you should probably chuck a dome at them early on. But know that just like if you're countering a Watson, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, what if you get third partied? What if that push fails and somebody gets knocked? You're not going to have anything to use to recover. Mm-hmm. So keeping in mind your team comp, what kind of options you have in order to accomplish the goal is going to be critical. And I think Gibraltar, even though it's the most powerful, the cooldown makes it kind of that worst case scenario use. And you know, you need to take out a team and you want to do so really aggressively, then yes, sometimes I will push a bubble fight, but only if the situation really calls for I it. I think if you're going to be a bubble fight team around your Gibraltar, you just got to, you got to be in it as a team. Like that's the number one thing and everyone's got to be ready and willing to do so to the point of it, you know, a lot of people will got to change your loadouts for playing like an aggressive bubble fight team. You get rewarded by using shotguns in that case. So. Knowing ahead of time, hey, this is how we're going to play. It's a play style you can go with. 
just know it's hard. There's risk and you have to all be on the same page to do so effectively is kind of like the, I think the key point out of that. Um, before getting to the ultimate though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. The ultimate defensive bombardment, a cooldown of 270 seconds, a true cooldown of 282 seconds. My oh my. Gibraltar suffers from the true cooldown. He has the longest true cooldown of any legend for both his tactical and ultimate ability. How does that make you feel as the Gibby main out there? <laughs> I mean, I still like playing Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. His abilities are very strong. The fact that out of every single legend, his is the longest cooldown for any of his abilities pretty much means to me that he is so strong but has been nerfed as much as possible in terms of the figures and the cooldowns. The next step would be incredibly drastic if you wanted to take Gibraltar down. Um, you know, I don't want to go into that because I don't want to give anybody <laughs> any ideas. But the takeaway here is Gibraltar is still good, but look at these numbers and appreciate he has been balanced really aggressively. Mm-hmm. He has been taken down in every single area as much as he could possibly take so don't be calling for a gibraltar nerf please 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 for henry's sake uh what's this ability though you throw your smoke grenade out to mark a position you call on your concentrated mortar strike what does that look like well the grenade marks a 24 meter radius and then for six seconds explosives continuously rain down on the area dealing 40 damage per hit and shell shocking, kind of giving the stun effect to players as well. Uh, the area is marked for all players, so enemies and friendlies, with red circles as well, indicating where the mortar shells will hit. Uh, kind of counter to this as well, Watts' interception pylon can shoot down both the mortar shells and the initial smoke grenade. Fun back and forth between Watson and Gibby. Tactical versus ultimate, uh, tactical versus tactical. A, a cool little... Like I said earlier, chess game between these two legends. Yeah, exactly. Um, Similar to the tactical. I mean, most people are playing Gibraltar for the tactical, but both the ultimate and the bubble are pretty intuitive to how you use them. Um, As far as tips go, there's not a whole lot to get into. Where I see the most value in this ultimate is its precision. This is not something that's going to blank an entire area. It's not going to necessarily draw a line in the sand. It's not going to last for very long. So making sure that you're throwing it accurately and it's for purpose is how you're going to master it. Two situations that I think it shines is if you have an enemy locked in a place around and knocked friendly, that's a really good spot. If you can use this to finish a knocked enemy, where they can't move, that is useful. Even though it's a very expensive ultimate in terms of cooldown, I think that that is a worthy use if they're really behind cover. Maybe they're far away. You don't feel comfortable going out there because there's multiple teams. Finishing that knock, canceling a res, is a good use of this ultimate. Mm-hmm. Second really powerful use of this ult is going to be to push back a team that's right on top of you. They're right outside a door. They're on your roof. Use it as it is kind of telling you to use it. It's a defense and bombardment. Use it to get people off your back. Where I feel like a lot of people fail 
to maximize Gibraltar is tossing out the ultimate to initiate a fight. Do not do this unless you want to disengage because it has such a long delay that you're either going to end up throwing it on top of yourself or the enemy's just going to back off. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to actually yield any damage if you toss the ult before firing your weapons and doing any damage. That being said, don't be afraid to use this ultimate. The cooldown is massively costly, but not using it in a fight when it could save you is much more costly for your team. So use it thinking about the precision and what you want to accomplish. It does a lot of damage. It can catch people off guard, but you can't use it all the time. Obviously, this is an ultimate that can only be used outside. Mm. You have to throw out a marker. It doesn't last for very long. The hope is that you can shock an enemy, do 40, maybe 80 damage with it, stun them, and finish a team. Doing so after you already have a slight advantage, great way to finish off a team, but be mindful of its limitations and be mindful of the sound and the visual mm -hmm. that this could attract a third party. So speed and precision is how you maximize this ultimate. You definitely got to be willing to give yourself away, uh, I think, if you're using this, which, you know, obviously that's a team decision and that's one that the Gibraltar will be making a ton. So Gibraltar is very much based on his abilities, a leader, and how you play him. And so I think really cool kit all around. Those are the abilities. Before we kind of get into the weapons and team comps, though, let's do the little arenas dive and see where he might fit in there. Uh, kind of starting from the top, though, just on the basic info. You got the dome protection. You get one free charge each round. Cost 200 crafting each to grab another. You can max out with five. Have you ever maxed five out of curiosity? No, I rarely even buy a second yeah, one. Yeah, uh, And then your defensive bombardment, one of the ultimates that you have to wait two rounds before you can purchase, costs 600 crafting each, uh, and you can max out of one. What kind of tips would you say you would give for someone that's trying to operate with Gibraltar and arenas in the most proficient way possible? Yeah, Gibraltar is a great legend for winning 1v1s. That is going to be highlighted in arenas and those straight-up 3v3s, supporting teammates with bubble placement to recover or pop a bat or heal or isolate uh, an enemy is obviously a great use case for Gibraltar in arenas. The way to maximize his use is going to master that free bubble placement because you're probably just going to have one making sure you don't waste it and you use it to get back in the fight or finish a fight it's going to be key in terms of loadout recommendations early on i think gibraltar should be choosing a loadout that wins the shield game early on so you're playing at a little bit more range maybe that means wingman maybe that means g7 maybe that means 30 30 but you're trying to whittle down the enemy's shield because you have the gun shield to protect you. Later on in the rounds, I think switching that loadout to weapons that require high accuracy but have a really, really good time to kill, like the R301, are going to be key. Um, but other than that, it's pretty simple. I do recommend playing Gibraltar in arenas. Uh, he is very competitive. He's not the most fun to play, 
and pubs and ranked in arenas. But if you want to win rounds, I think he is really good. Yeah, I definitely think he fits into the upper tier of uh, arenas legends out there for sure. Talk to us a bit. You kind of hinted at the loadouts in arenas there, but what are kind of the weapons you'll run with Gibraltar in the BR? Yeah, what's awesome about his entire kit is he can do a lot. Very confident sniping with Gibraltar. He's great at poke fights. With Fortified and a gun shield, he fits the bill for an LMG user. He can just sit there, ADS, empty a 50-round mag, better than anybody else, almost. ARs, also really solid with any legend. Gibraltar is any legend, so good to go there. Shotguns, Gibraltar is close range. On the cover, he's wielding uh, an Mm -hmm. EVA 8, so it definitely fits into his play style. That close range strength, those bubble fights, shotguns, excel there. Just remember to avoid hip firing and maximize that passive and the tactical together. Uh, 100%. It kills me when I see a Gibraltar not use the gun shield in a bubble fight or something. And like I said earlier, it's very unnatural. Mm -hmm. It is hard to even remember that, wow, I am massive. Enemies are going to have double the chance of hitting Mm -hmm. me and I'm going to be hitting them. So I have to use this passive to counter that. Um, Weapons that are less geared towards Gibraltar are going to be SMGs and pistols. I would say the wingman is definitely an outlier. because it functions like a marksman or a shotgun in some cases. So I would say avoid SMGs, not because they're bad, but because you can get more value out of something that rewards you more for aiming down sights and even playing at a medium range. Yeah. So that's what I would say on what Gibraltar is really rewarded with chunk damage because of just how the rest of his kit and really that gun shield operates. So those shotguns, those marksmen and snipers, are really good with him. I think it's always the fun balance of do you double down? Do you run the shotgun and the wingman kind of thing? And I don't know where you sit on that. I think it's it's really just a how comfortable do you feel with the guns kind of question because you are making a sacrifice and not having full auto by doing that. But if you're you know feeling really good about your ability to use them, I guess you can go ahead and do so. I mean, I guess I'll also throw in because you brought it up I'm not a huge like Gibraltar PK fan. Yeah, yeah. I think there is so much more value in having two ARs, an AR and a uh, LMG, a marksman and an AR. Like I think you should double down on that medium range because that's really where it counts. Mm-hmm. And Gibraltar should be playing so close with his team mm-hmm. that if you're just staying together and doing more damage with the fully automatic weapon, that's better than missing two PK shots and going down. You know, Gibraltar needs to be the last one standing so he can res his teammates. So I don't even necessarily recommend an EVA, Mozambique, Mastiff, PK. Like, I think stick with medium range and full auto. I've always, like, said the thing I like about playing with a Gibraltar is it rewards you for having the shotgun if that is how you like to play as well so if you want to play like with the bubble you want to maximize your Gibraltar it doesn't mean the Gibraltar has to be the one operating with the shotgun in fact it might make more sense for your mobility or close range web uh, legend to be the one to like you said play tight and lead with that shotgun because if they go down Gibraltar can then recover them 
Let's talk team comps, though, in that same vein. Gibraltar is kind of the founder of edge play and just general recovery in Apex Legends. With his abilities, you can really be elevated by playing to that play style of being undefeatable on the edge. There's a reason he was the most popular legend in comp for a long time. Having the indestructible bubble out there on the edge that you can place down at any point and anywhere was just absolutely massive. So he definitely has a strong use case for sliding into a team that plays that role. Um, outside of that, we got kind of some other fun concepts to go through. Um, you, we talk about versatility with Gibraltar a lot because that's kind of his bread and butter. One thing we think is really fun, um, and we'll do a ranked comp as well uh, to kind of like show some of the fun versus maybe like if you just want to play it more safe. But one of the coolest things you can do is double down with Lifeline on recovery. You play with a Lifeline in Gibraltar, we always make the jokes about how you can just go down if you have both those on your team because you know what's the weakness of a Lifeline revive? Well, you're vulnerable. Okay, throw the bubble down. Now you're indestructible, auto-res, you're going to get a reset. It's a kind of a fun little back and forth between those. You're giving up a lot by playing two you know, revive legends like that. Your opportunity cost is huge, uh, but you can still obviously really thrive when on the back foot if you kind of double those two together. Uh, we talked about that actually on a recent episode on our King's Canyon guide, but doubling kind of the deployable cover, the reactivity legends together uh, is something we're trying this season and I think is working pretty well. And so going with Gibraltar plus the Rampart or Newcastle is weirdly strong, I think. Not something we were kind of expecting, but the permanent cover plus his temporary indestructible cover it really lets you lets you get through any situation, honestly. Um, and that versatility is something Henry and I have just always loved in Apex Legends. Outside of that, though, you know, Gibraltar, the big weakness, we talked about it earlier, lack of mobility. He's huge. He really needs mobility on his team. Uh, and even Recon to kind of maximize his kit and how you can best use him. Uh, Valkyrie kind of slides in as a popular choice there. But, you know, Gibraltar doesn't have his tactical. Going from cover to cover in a gunfight can still be quite tough. Uh, you know, she's the long-range mobility, not so much the short-range mobility. Who does slide into that? Asher Octane quite well. So you can move Gibraltar to safety quite easily with those two medium-range movement legends. I believe Octane plus Gibby was one of our most used comps for a long time back when we did the old original Mastering Gibraltar. Um, and then I guess a little shout out to Wraith as well. You know, Wraith is you know pretty good with the bubble considering, you know, what's the big weakness with the uh, portal? You have to wait as a team. You're vulnerable when you're waiting. Well, putting down an indestructible dome around you uh, kind of buys you some time for the Wraith to get you into a clean spot. Those are kind of some general concepts, some ideas around how you might best be able to operate with a Gibraltar. Which of those do you want to maybe highlight and talk about a little bit more as your your main? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Gibraltar fills so many roles because of his versatility that you can't really go wrong in terms of who Gibraltar can play with. I think he can play with anybody. Bloodhound, Fuse, Horizon, Valk, Pathfinder. Like, There's a lot of ways you could play Gibraltar really effectively. What it comes down to is, is everybody on the same page? And will they play how the Gibraltar wants to play? 
because if the Gibraltar is chucking out that bubble and pushing fights, obviously you're going to want you know that Fuse, Bloodhound, Octane, Ash, aggressive comp. But if your Gibraltar is a little bit more restrictive with the bubble, more cautious, conservative, you don't want to have as an aggressive mm-hmm. team. So you can combo Gibraltar with Watson. As crazy as that is, you know, countering Gibraltar's ultimate, just making Gibraltar a little bit more slow, a little more defensive, he can easily adapt mm-hmm. to that. Gibraltar in of itself is a very strong rotational legend. Like he can rotate you with yeah. the bubble. It's just that you are obviously limited on how often you can do so. Uh, but that kind of plays into the ranked comp pool shout out today. And it just plays into what you just said. He is the most versatile defensive legend out there. I think we're kind of interested to see where he settles in terms of if he's continued to be played in comp and uh, high levels of ranked uh, with the most recent meta and maybe on the new map, next maps because he's down right now more so than ever before, which is a little odd just with you know how he was honestly just complained about for so long by so many people for how good he was. But I think if we're talking like a ranked comp, we tend to go towards that. Let's not be the uber-aggressive team. Let's use Gibraltar to get to a place safely and then be able to use his versatility in most situations. So kind of the scratch roster, I would say, just kind of like the most powerful legends right now. And Falcon Seer, Andrew Gibraltar to that. Got so many options for how to play. Long-range rotations. You're really missing that medium range rotation, so the Gibraltar needs to be very specific with the bubble uh, if you're running this team comp. But obviously, you get the recon and still some mobility to be able to maximize him to an extent. He is great. He's awesome. In conclusion, mm-hmm. I think Gibraltar is an original legend, nerfed continuously more than any other legend in the game in terms of values and cooldown. He's also one that required buffs to make him viable in the first place in any game mode very early on. Gibraltar's kit is very straightforward, super simple passive that's helpful in gunfights, which is a high-value place to have your passive. Dome shield and artillery strike, super simple. Picking up Gibraltar's kit is easy, but mastering his size and playstyle takes strategy and practice. The thing that's important to remember is Gibraltar is not a defensive legend. He may have a shield and an ability called a defensive bombardment, but he cannot hold down buildings or high ground positions as effectively as even some assault legends like Fuse or Revenant. You know, you can use both their tacticals to pin down doors to stop people from coming in. A bubble doesn't even do that. You know, it's pretty scary to just have a Gibraltar to defend. There is also a reason that when players compete for thousands of dollars, they play Gibraltar. His ability to react to any situation while also excelling in gunfights make him a welcome addition to any team that wants to win. Right now, like Shay said, the meta is shifting more to mobility. However, I think that only benefits Gibraltar. The heat off his back will allow him to avoid further nerfs while still remaining an extremely powerful yet unpopular choice. So despite maybe what's going on uh, in the high levels of ranked, you should still master Gibraltar because he's free, he's powerful, he's fun to play, and he is amazing at winning Mm -hmm. games. And that's what it comes down to in the end, winning games. 
a great legend. Always happy to play with a Gibraltar on the team. And hopefully you got something really valuable out of this on either maybe giving Gibraltar a chance or to picking up a new tip on how to play him best. That's going to wrap things up for us today. Thank you to our producer of the Third Party 10, who supports us over on Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.